Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International, Client Focus, Global Fulfillment, 20 years strong and counting. And hello again, everybody. It is Friday, 10 a.m. If you're listening live on businessradiox.com. If you're not, that means you're listening to Business Radio X. Dot com and you've downloaded the show or you've downloaded through your favorite podcast. What show are we talking about? It is the Tiffany Crewman Show. Good morning, Tiffany. Good morning. I, uh, of course, am Stephen Julian, the slightly annoying co-host Monday through Thursday. I am an independent financial advisor, but on Fridays, they let me out of my office. They let me come down here to the studio and host the show with the great and wonderful Tiffany Crewmans. We got a great show we today. We do. I'm excited about uh, it. It's, it's a show with no guests. We have our regularly occurring characters. Yes. Noah and Don <laughs> from Product Quick Start are here. Welcome, guys. Good to have you here. Good, good morning. morning. Yeah, good to be here. Um, we are doing a uh, FAQ show. Tiffany, what does yes. FAQ stand for? Frequently Asked Questions. That is a uh, <laughs> that is a very good, a um, lot of websites have the FAQ section yes. on their site, right? Yes. Uh, we, were, we were chatting before the show. What are the other synonyms of FAQ? We came up with uh, Love to Know, came up with Freedom of Information, <laughs> recently declassified <laughs> now you know quit bugging me and just you know answer your own i don't know there's there's various ones uh, but what we're doing here to well, explain everybody what we're doing well i get a lot of questions the team at product quick start gets a lot of questions and so we figured we would kind of pull all of those together and hit maybe i don't know five to ten of those questions and try to answer them for a large amount of people. Now, we would love for people to listen to this whole show and and maybe there's a question they'll hear that'll be like, oh yeah, I was wondering about that or I'd never thought of that. I'm yeah. glad I now have the answer. I don't even have to ask it. But there is a place people can go to yes. uh, to submit questions for the show or yes. or a place people can go after every show and continue the conversation. Tell everybody about That's that. That's right. So we have a private Facebook group, meaning all you have to do is request to be added. And as long as you're working on a product idea right now, we'll add you to the group so that you don't spam it and do all that stuff. Um, but we've got some great people in there that ask a lot of questions. And then our goal is for a person to ask a question one time, and then other people can learn from all of the answers that filter in below it. And the, the plus of being in our group is that I'm not just answering those questions. We have professionals who have done this for many, many years, both the uh, product quick start team and the FSI team that can come in and actually speak to the experiences they've had. So unlike a lot of Facebook groups where it's somebody asks a question and then it's comment, opinion, comment, yes. opinion, comment, opinion by a bunch of people that they may not know. Right. We've created a we've created a group and we certainly want other members to interact. Yes, we, we, definitely. We, we want a community. And they can add stuff. They often do. They add stuff from their experience that can help them. But the main thing is having someone there that that really does know the answer to some of these questions, whereas some of us are guessing. So we've got you who has brought a product from the, from mm -hmm. idea to to the market. We have the guys from Product Quick Start who can help with uh, I'm having a hang up or or how do I get this product viable? Right. We've got FSI on fulfillment. 
we've got, we've even had some people comment on legal matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can certainly help with financial matters, investment, things like yeah, that. So a bit of everything. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of knowledge to be brought to the table and a lot of, of questions that we can be answered. So we were going to start with actually a great question. I think came out just this last week. And so yeah. people can go to Facebook and, and mm-hmm. go to the Tiffany Crewman. It's called the Tiffany Crewman's show. show yep. If you just group. Google that in the top bar, it's going to pop right up. There's only one of them and request to be added. And we'll add you within the day. And and we answer them live during the show. So we often have people asking, yeah. you know, while we're on the air and I'm distracted and looking and you keep the show <laughs> on the track. That's a good <laughs> distraction because yeah. you're, you're interacting with our audience. So that's yeah. a good one. And the question I'd like to focus on this morning or the one that I'd like to share is not, it was not in our Facebook group. It was actually on a consultation call that I did. Um, I was speaking with someone about launching their product and they came to the point of working with a retailer. And this retailer asked them, um, do you have your UPC codes? And she was like a deer in headlights. Uh, what's a UPC code? Where do I even get it? And so she scheduled a call with me. I have a, a link set up now on um, something called clarity.fm. And there's a link to that on my um, personal website, tiffanycrumans.com. And she scheduled a call with me. So we had a call this week and we basically went over all this UPC code world. It's it's very confusing to people. They pull it up online. They see that they're sold on Amazon. They're sold uh, on eBay. And there's there's two camps with this. There's there's one company called GS1. That is kind of the main monopoly company that sells um, UPC codes. And if I'm ever wrong on this, or if you have anything to input, Noah and Don, please do Not add me. to it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want my input yeah. on it? And well, I don't know. I have zero <laughs> interaction with UPC codes. Right. Financial advice doesn't need yeah. UPC codes. So go ahead. So the way I explained it to her was that a UPC code is almost like a um, social security number for a product. Okay. The way that we have our social security number and that tracks us, this will track that product. And so if you buy it through GS1, your company information is now in their database. And if a company like Walmart wants to work with you, they're able to look that up and see that that is linked to your company. Okay. And that's the, the plus of working with the GS1 is that you're never going to have that resold to another company or another person because it's registered to you. Or if you do, you have some repercussions, you know, you okay. can go after them. The other alternative is people buy lots. So groups of these, of a thousand of these or so, and then they resell them in little chunks. So they sell 10 of them to this per- person, 10 of them to that person. And they often work just fine. They can use them. They're still valid UPC codes. They're on their product. But then if that person decides to do the wrong thing and resell that to another person, that UPC code could be out there on six different products. And that's a problem. When you go to look for that on Google, say you looked up the UPC code, six products pop, pop up on that one. That's a problem. So are these UPC codes originally bought from GS1 and sometimes, then resold? Sometimes not. Sometimes okay. they're just created. Sometimes they are from GS1. So your safest bet is GS1 because right. it's the kind of, like I said, the top person and selling these and actually monitoring them. You also have to have those with GS1 if you're going to work with people like Walmart. So there are a few select companies. I, I know Walmart, I think Target is one of them, even though someone said different in a group the other day. They were when I was talking to them. They were one of the ones that required it. I believe Amazon is actually changing over now to require them from GS1 because they're having so many issues with knockoffs and all this stuff. And yet so. Amazon was a place where people were buying. Yeah, some exactly. Of these How ironic is that? Yes. Well, I, the left hand doesn't know what the uh, right hand is doing. Would that's be my right. Guess. Ooh, good so, point. so a little bit of so it's almost as you were describing the people who are these companies that are 
selling smaller lots, it sounds a little bit like real estate. I, yes. I, or the old website domain. I'm buying up all these website domain names and I'm selling them. Yeah, but even so. the website domains, you can't resell. Like once right. somebody has, you know, so, ownership of that, you can't move that over. So, and and no one, Don, if either of you want to jump in on this, feel free. But I, I'm trying to picture how a UPC code gets resold. So I'm a, I'm a small, very small product business. I buy 50 of them to put on my products. Mm -hmm. How does it, how does it then happen that from there it, it ends up on another product years down the road or months down the road? Because it's simply a number and lines. That's all it is. Everybody thinks of a UPC code as this big, you know, complex thing. It's, it's a group of number a group of numbers and a bunch of lines that make up the barcode. And Noah yeah, when, had a story. What was the story with one of your clients? Well, uh, yeah, UPC codes basically when you when you do the self checkout at Walmart, that's the little thing you're scanning on mm-hmm. on the item. If you're if you're not familiar with that, yeah, years ago we had a client. They had their their UPC code. Their factory unfortunately uh, printed the the code slightly out of sync incorrectly on their boxes. So then Oops. they had yeah they had twenty thousand units at a Walmart distribution center, Walmart calls them up and says, you know, there's something wrong with these codes. They're scanning up. They're not, they're not scanning right. So in a rush, they had to print 20,000 stickers, mm. rush out to the distribution center and manually put them on all the boxes. So that's and we it. had the same experience with Ava. So it, it can be, it's Yikes. something you definitely need to focus on. And and was it an issue with them that it was printed too small or something was skewed and it wouldn't scan? It, it, it just wouldn't scan. Yeah. It was scanning up as something incorrect. So I don't know if it was yeah, just the wrong or... print, the wrong number or what have you. You can actually download a UPC code font off the internet if you want to simulate one. But like Tiffany was saying, I I would stick with GS1. Mm -hmm. I would go through the normal channels. Everything else kind of feels like buying a fake passport Mm -hmm. to me. So it just, it just sounds (laughs) like it's, it's a little dangerous. I'm not sure you save any money that way. Well, I didn't know in the beginning either. And Barbara and I were trying to save every penny we could when we were launching Ava. I mean, money or not, we were trying to be frugal. And so that's exactly what I did was I purchased a, a resold one. I didn't know. Um, and I only needed one because I had one product, mm-hmm. whereas some people have um, clothing products. The, the person I was consulting with this week, she has clothing. So she's going to have already 25, 30 UPC. So she might as well buy a huge lot because each single size and color and variation has to have its own. But with Ava, you yeah. only needed one code. Right to be repeated on each box. Yes. Correct? Yes. And so that was a little hefty of a price tag to think okay. about buying, you know, I think the minimum is seven fifty. So it was a seven hundred and fifty dollar spend for one UPC. But it, you know, to and, have it in their system forever. Is and so what you did normal. was you bought you bought you found something on one. Amazon yeah. <laughs> or wherever, eBay, and right. you got it in and then when they looked at the registration, there was a list yes. of, of products. And to even be considered by the larger retailer at that time, I had to go ahead and do the GS1 switch. Okay. So I had to do that and the stickers and all the stuff to even be, you know, in their wow. system. Yeah. Not a mistake you want to make. And it's, it sounds like a very hefty investment when you're starting out, especially if you have a single product, but it's something that you will not have to fix later. Look at that mm-hmm. as, as an right. investment that you're not going to have to So take. the solution is they should Google search UPC code GS1. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And also with the GS1, I've noticed there's a lot of um, companies who do that for you, almost like a legal Zoom type thing. Do not do Just this. Just go through GS1. You're, go, you're yeah. paying another $250. Have you guys noticed those? Yeah. So and if you go to it's Google. It's easy it, to do. You don't, yeah. It's I, I've not brain it. surgery. I've done it for a client. Uh, for I, guess, I guess the magical question on this show should be, could I do it? Don, could yeah. I yes. handle oh, it? Most certainly, yes. Wow. Even you. If yes. I can do it, any of our listeners, any of our community can do it. If yeah. you can use a computer, you can do it. 
Exactly. Yeah, I think I can do that. All right, cool. There, there's a few people out there that we run into that don't use computers, believe it or not, still. But uh, they, <laughs> they, they probably can't. Show. Yeah, they probably can't do it. All right, cool. So uh, so first, first frequently asked question out of the way. We've recently dis- declassified the muckety-muck about UPC codes. Go to GS1, get go through the the main player in the game, get it registered just once and be done with it, and, and you're great. So I have a question uh, from a group member, actually. We should probably jump fantastic. to that, even though we have our own. Um, and Noah, this is why I want a patent attorney partner, because this is a patent question. We get those a lot. But, <laughs> Hashtag, we want a patent attorney on the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to speak with actually two different ones this upcoming well, week. We can so. speak more. Yeah, yeah. Come on, ring it on. We right. want... Want a patent attorney, but um, I think both of you could probably speak to this because I know you often design to, you know, obtain a, a patent. So mm-hmm. you may design around something or change it slightly. Um, she basically said that she received her patent application draft and um, was reviewing it, and there was something very similar in 1992. She's greatly improving this product, and she wants to know now that she's seen that change that's already patent or that that patent that's already out there, should she throw in the towel? Um, should she change from a utility patent to the design patent? She's basically scared that she's going to invest this money in the mm-hmm. patent and that it's not going to be awarded. Yeah. So, so first off, we're not lawyers, so this is not legal advice. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds like a disclaimer that. to me. It is a disclaimer. A good one. You, you can get in trouble for impersonating a lawyer, uh, right. so we don't want to do that. Um, it, I would say if it's 1992, that that you know whatever patent was out there is most likely expired unless it's been renewed for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But that's so that would be what's called prior art, and her patent would reference that if she's working with a good attorney. That that's actually not a bad thing. Prior art is often a very good thing mm. in your patents because okay. that shows that you're building on uh, intellectual property that's already out there. And if she's making um, making improvements on that, uh, that original invention, then that is patentable. And, uh, no, I, I would not shift over to a design patent. I would stick with the utility patent, uh, uh, route, uh, you know, uh, with the caveat, assuming that a patent is going to be valuable to her. I mean, mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, um, right. Without knowing we can't really yeah, say, yeah, there's a lot of nuance to that question. Of course, we run into people that are, they're dead set on getting a patent. They don't, they don't need one or they're getting the wrong patent or et cetera. So I can't, can't address that aspect. But in terms of um, building on an old invention, yeah, that that's totally legitimate, totally mm-hmm. patentable in many cases. Let me let me take that answer and let's let's settle on this for just a minute or two more with both you guys. The concept of taking an idea that's already out there and improving on it. I would imagine you guys have some stories of somebody saying, "Oh, I've I've just improved on an existing idea," and it, it's not even close. They're they they really just brought in the exact same product, but they <laughs> had it blue instead of yellow. Yeah. <laughs> And then you've had other, the other end of the spectrum is someone almost like this question of they're so worried that there's a patent already out there. And it's like, no, no, you, you change this, change this, change this, change this. Any advice, any, any good stories you've got of, of that spectrum of, of, of people and, and helping. And again, what you guys do is help them get their products mm-hmm. to market. Well, we try to make sure that the direction they're heading a design patent is specifically for a shape. Okay. Meaning if, if I'm going to Coca-Cola and I've got that bottle and I want that, that shape, I want to protect it, then I get a design patent. Somebody can come along and say, that, well, that's nice. I'm going to put a handle on the side of your Coke bottle. Now you've got another design mm-hmm. patent. So you can build on other people's ideas and you can do them with utility patents as well. But the term the patent office looks for is non-obvious. 
Okay. And they want they they want it to be something that you are improving that is not necessarily a problem because that's usually what we get. We get somebody who's seen something, a problem, and they find a way to do do it better instead of going and getting something that already exists and say, okay, I can make improvements to this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference between solving the problem and just making a few minor changes. Yeah, I mean, just, just okay. painting something blue instead of whatever color it was originally, most of the time that, that's going to be an obvious thing. So there, right. there's no patentability there. However, you know, let's say painting it blue now makes it where people that are colorblind can now use it and they couldn't before. Yeah, and that's part of what you're building into, sure. you know, the, 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 the claim, then, then that's a possibility. <laughs> Leave it up to Noah to actually turn your comment into an actual <laughs> patentable. Well, and Don gave me a great idea. I'm going to create a Coke bottle with a handle on it so that they can pour easier. I, there you, you know, go. We're going to make millions. <laughs> I, I would avoid going against Coca-Cola. Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of have a feeling that they've got a lot of design patents of and everything attorneys. you could attach to that form. You yes. can't. Yes. I don't so. even know if we're allowed to say their name on there. <laughs> Money, right? Yeah, free market. I'm sure they don't mind well, that. Well, they're actually, uh, it's the most, uh, the last I heard, it's the, the most commonly known brand name worldwide. I believe it. And actually, if I may jump into my financial advisor world for just a half second, that brand is considered the most valuable brand by many as far as market capitalization and value of companies. So. I, I like Diet Coke better. But it's the same thing. <laughs> it, same yeah, company, Coke Zero. Right? Coke Zero Sugar. What <laughs> there, a great market. Now I got to pull it back on the tracks. What is up with you today? I want to jump back to UPC because somebody asked another question about that. They said, do I need to have a UPC code if I'm selling at, on my own store, on my own website? And the answer is no. You can do just a code or something to keep up with your inventory on your website if you need to initially to not buy. I mean, is that what you guys would advise? Oh, Why yeah, invest absolutely. in one if you don't I mean, need it? UPC is really to, to help uh, when you get into to larger retailers where they're managing a lot of products. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're selling on your own website, mom and pop shops, if you're selling to boutique stores, you probably don't need one. Right. So save that money in the, in the beginning. Yeah, Sharon is. Uh, we've got a lot of great action in our group today. Thank like you, Sharon, it. for like asking it. a question. Uh, Noah, Don, uh, Noah, and Don. Sorry, Noah, Don. We Thank are you. two people. <laughs> That's right. We Noah are. and Don. So let's let's. What are as you guys are sitting in your um, in your office there in downtown Lawrenceville, and you have people coming in and talking to you? I would imagine there's probably a top ten list of questions that you guys get, or maybe a top 100 list of questions. We don't have time to do all of them. I'd say 100. Yeah. What are, and, and maybe it's not the specific question, but kind of the specific areas that you guys get the same questions over and over again. What, what are, what are some of the ones that pop to your mind immediately? It's just going to go to the marketplace. Meaning is it, is it a product? Right. People want to know, should they move forward with this idea? Yeah. And there's a lot of fear and trepidation there, yeah. um, especially if they know that it's going to cost $100,000 to get it there. Right. What steps do I take? How much insurance do I need to, to take the next steps? And I have people that want to know every number, you know, starting with, okay, I'm going to give you $5,000 to get started on the project. What's the next step? What's that going to cost? 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 All the way through to fulfillment and distribution. And it's like, how much is it going to cost to get it out of China? I don't even know what your product is You yet. know what, though? I got to tell you, I'm glad that some of them are even asking because you got the other right. end of the spectrum where they don't ask at all and they're shocked by it, right? Yes. So yes. And I guess somewhere in the middle would be nice, right? And I guess people need to know that it is a process. And while you guys have a great overview of the process because you've done it hundreds of times with hundreds of 
thousands of different types of products, you, you can't answer every question in the beginning. Right. Well, you, even if it's the simplest product, if it's a new product, if it's not just painting a widget blue, uh, then, then it's on some level, no one's ever done it before. Sure. So there's unexplored territory. Now we can do our best based on our, our experience of laying out that roadmap uh, you know, it's going to be about this much, this much cost range and timeline to get from this step to this step mm -hmm. to this step. But things change every mm -hmm. day. I mean, the, 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 it can be as simple as, you know, the dollar fluctuates. Or the cost so, of a material, right? Or, or the yeah. cost of material, the dollar fluctuates, shipping, you know, gas goes up. So now it costs a little more to mm -hmm. ship a container. Over. So we cannot get down to, to pennies and nickels and dimes early on. We can do sort of broad brush strokes there. And I think what you guys can do is you can lay out an outline. You yes. can lay out. You, that's one thing you guys can do is, look, I can give you the skeleton. I can give you what I know the steps are going to be. And while I may not know every single sub-step, you, right. you can paint a good picture and give people a good and, and that outline, And that outline is really important because a lot of times people we work with that have never done this before, they don't realize that certain steps even exist. Oh, what, what's fulfillment? Right. I, I, what, what do you mean? Yes. So we have to explain. I've that just got three teenagers at home. I was going to have them ship out of my garage. I thought once we once we bought the mold, that was all the expense we're going to have. No, your Ooh. biggest expense is most likely the inventory you're going to have to yeah. buy. So we have to get people mm -hmm. thinking in that mode of outside of the it's a get rich quick scheme to the okay, this is a yes. serious business endeavor, and we've got to plan this thing out. So so Tiffany Don started with one question. <laughs> And that turned into 15 questions, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes, easily. But, but that was, so he's already displayed their great skill of laying That's out right. a skeleton and a roadmap. One question easily turns into 15, mm -hmm. right? And that, that one is just the top 100. The other 14 right. don't even count on the top 100, right? Uh, no, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. Well, and we even forget. I, I think we, having been through this process, and you guys way more than me, we forget all the steps sometimes until someone asks you. When I was on that consult call the other day, I didn't even realize what I knew until she started asking me things. And I felt very passionate about them, like the UPC code, you know, definitely go this route. And then it was yeah. like, Ooh, don't do this and don't do that. And so sometimes you have to get into it and get into that, you know, until you're at that step of the process, you don't really know what you're going to be teaching them. All right. Well, I'm going to get passionate about reminding people that you're listening yes. to the Tiffany Crewman show. And we are pleased to be joined by Noah McNeely and, and Don Muttner here in the studio from Product Quick Start. They are one of our uh, great show partners. They are part of the Facebook, uh, Facebook group. They come in there and help answer your questions. They come on the air. They answer the questions. Go to their website, productquickstart.com. You can ask them questions directly mm -hmm. through there, and they'll uh, have a good conversation with you. I also want to remind you that the Tiffany Crewman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International, Client Focus, Global Fulfillment, 20 years strong and counting. At FSI, fulfillment is more than just packing and shipping boxes. It's thinking far outside of them. I would imagine at Product Quick Start, it's good to know that you've got, when people start getting to that point of fulfillment, you can go, all right, go talk to these guys because they can right. help you. Much like Fulfillment Strategy says, if people got questions about, can I, do I even have a product? All right, go talk to the guys at Product Quick Start. Well, and so, how often do you get to get in a group and ask an engineer? These are engineers, yeah. you know, they know what they're talking about. They've done it for many years and we're allowing you to get into this group for free and ask a lot of these questions up front before you even invest in working with and them. And not just engineers, but engineers that can actually take yeah. engineering jargon and break it down right. and, and try and help you understand what needs to be done engineering. Yeah. Re recovering engineering. Recovering. <laughs> recovering. Life, yeah, that's, by the way, you never fully get there, right? <laughs> now we know in part, then we'll know fully. So you, you got to get there. All right. So you gave one great question. Um, either one, I mean, our 
dare we ask one of the other top 100 questions because it'll add to it'll lead to another 10 on top of that so what are you know so bringing product to market that's obviously one of the key ones what are some of the other key things we could i would say different flavors of the question along the lines of do you like it you know asking us do you like it So, well, that's that's not really important. And it's, yeah. it's also, by the way, not important whether you like it as the inventor. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. you should like it. It's your it's your invention. But the most important thing is, are you targeting a market that's going to like it? Uh, we were, we're working with a, a client now. We won't go into details here, but um, this this particular client has a great idea and um, it can apply to a lot of different markets. And our message to her, to, to this person is is to this individual i'm trying to be very very generic here <laughs> was that uh, it's probably a lot easier to go after a very focused market especially for your first product than to try to do a product that appeals to everyone uh number one you're not going to have the resources to market to everyone right. so let's pick a market that's very focused you can take what resources you have and you can hit that market hard mm-hmm. with marketing and, and with whatever research you need to do on that market and, and etc and that can be a really big win for a startup company. After that, then we can broaden yes. that market out. We can go after another market and, and broaden that market each and every time. But we got to start somewhere. We got to get some, um, let's get some dollars. Got to get bank. some units sold. I'm the perfect exactly. example of what you've just described. Even though I was on Shark Tank and had all the exposure and, and Barbara's money to fund the product, hospitals was something that we could not break into instantly because it was a whole different animal. And, you know, the way that you even get into them and get clearances and all this stuff was something that we weren't prepared for. And so that was initially, I was very blinded by that because that's where I wanted it. I could care less if it was in the store. You know, people were like excited about Walmart and Target. I was like, I want it in the hospital with the kids who need it. And and the decision makers for hospitals are very, very different. So how you market to those decision makers is very, very different. Well, I'm I'm nine years in and now Ava is going to be in the hospitals, but only because we redesigned her through Baby Delight and she's designed properly to actually be in hospitals. So it took me that long to even get into that market. So again, a good question would I, I guess the the great question to ask is is not just do you like it, but who needs to like this yes. and what do I need to do to help those people like it and and make a decision to buy right and if you if you can't really define your target market then you need to just stop until you can do that. By the way, target market is not everybody with 10 bucks who's going to buy it, my product. It's right? and, not. And what does target everybody market mean? We should, you should probably product. break that down even a little bit. Sometimes yeah. people are saying, what is, you know, what is Do you really market? want an engineer to break down target market? <laughs> that, I don't know if we have that much Who time. are you trying no to offense. sell to right. as target market, basically? So who's going to buy 80% of your product? Yeah, yeah you, you can tell me a bunch of anecdotes about, well, this, this lady is right. going to buy it and use it in this way, and that's not really how it is. I don't care. Nobody cares. That's great. She can buy that. She's in that 20% that you cannot market mm-hmm. to. Who can you market to? Who can you pitch to? And that represents a big enough segment right. or the right size segment to, to justify your business plan. And it's, it's not everybody that breeds. You know, it's, it's got to be much more focused than that. If you're, if you're a startup, especially now, if you're, if you're Procter & Gamble, yeah, you can hit a much bigger target market, but then you've got a million dollars or more to spend on advertising right. to right. that market. Ava's target market is children who yes. are chronically well, taking it's medicine. it's not even the children. It's the mom. Right. Typically the mom, not the dad, because right. the mom is the one giving the medicine. So moms of, you know, two-year-olds to maybe four or five-year-olds. So there's that, it's kind of a small window, really, once right. you break it down. You know, when I first launched it, I thought, oh, every kid would love to have it. But then there's the ones that love taking medication and don't need it. Mm-hmm. So. Right. 
Right. My but but you're exactly you're exactly right though. It's it's you're marketing that product to the yes. parents, to the caregivers. Mm-hmm. It's what we would call what I would have called a juvenile product versus mm-hmm. a toy. You know, toys mm-hmm. are marketed to the kids. The right. kids are the ones that go and ask for it. Mm-hmm. The juvenile product, it's used with kids, but it's typically the adults that are that are well, and especially decisions. because they're not going to use it when they're not sick. And that was right. one challenge with Ava is I always wanted to have like a stuffed animal or something with, that went with it because they're not going to sit here and go, oh, Ava's fun, you know, when they're not having to use it. Although they do, they want to run around the house and mm-hmm. press the button and stuff. But yeah, they're not uh-huh. the one shopping for it. Mom is because she's going, I need to make this happen fast <laughs> and All easy. Right. We're starting to come to the end of it. We've covered a few good questions in detail. Um, what are some of the, are, are there any other questions that we can cover real quick, kind of rapid fire? Um, I know, uh, well, actually before we even do that, I guess, or, or I'm willing to go into this range, but Don, when we were kind of discussing this off air, um, you made a reference to the twilight zone, part of y'all, part of the job you guys do, part of what the service you're bringing is to help people navigate waters they've never been in, especially if it's their first product. Well, just like the, the term he used target market, uh, the average person coming in to sit down does, has never heard these words before. All right, give me some other engineering words they're going to hear from Product Quick Start that they need to... (laughs) Lead time. Lead time. Uh, Give me another We have to build molds in order to make your product. We have to get get it fabricated. We've got to get it packaged. We need your artwork. We've got to find out how much it weighs. How big is the box? How many can I get on a pallet? Yeah. The oh, list that's is going to be a whole show. We don't need to talk about don't come back. and tell us you need a warehouse full of product in the month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's lead time. Right? Lead time. Yeah. That's, yeah. Lead, that's, lead that's time. where you don't understand lead time, right. which Target. is not your fault, but right. you know, we can right. explain it to you. Yeah. Right? And, and that, that gets to be the, the details equal time. Yeah. If somebody comes in and says, I got a show in June I'm trying to make. Today is what? May the... Yeah. And we just say, we can't do that. Right. Um, and they say, well, well, how long will it take to make it? Six I'm a little months. friendlier than that. I yeah. say, here's what we can <laughs> do. Nice well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'd appreciate the... Uh, I, so there's the... Do no, I no. Do I, I always say, we can't do what you want by then because in six weeks, but here's what we could do. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Well, and my piece of advice to them would be, and you often see this, is they see that show and they go, this is the show. It's for my product. I got to get there. And they're rushing it. Yeah. Whereas they need to take a step back and maybe it's next year that you're going to that trade yeah. show. Yeah, that's exactly Maybe right. that's when you're ready for it. Don't rush yep. that because that's money wasted if you go before you're ready. And, and worse, you might make a bad impression on the, yeah. on the right people, exactly. on the wrong people at that show. Mm, yep. Good. So we got fabrication. We've got lead time. We've got uh, uh, target market. Don't rush G- trade shows. Give me, give me some other, give me some other words. Come uh, on. Flux Drop some in- <laughs> <laughs> Never give up. Never surrender. Right. Um, MVP, right? You M- talked yeah, about that MV- on another show. MVP, you know, minimum viable product. Uh, uh, yes. Don't, don't try to, don't try to squeeze every possible feature into your first, uh, your first at bat. Get it to the market. That's exactly right. Ah, very uh, good. Prototype. Everybody knows what a prototype is, but we, we could ask, do I need a prototype? Yeah. Yes, you need a mm-hmm. prototype. In fact, you need a bunch of prototypes and you need to make a bunch of them on your own, even if it's out of paper and paper clips and rubber bands before you come see us, you need to figure out as much as you can before you pay people to go and make a really fancy. So, so you guys would prefer, you guys would give the advice of don't come to me with your idea in your head and expect me to put it out on paper. Cause by the way, they're going to pay for that in time. Why wouldn't they just uh, get, get, there, as, get much as close as you can? As you can. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it, but I'd rather, I'd rather spend your resources on the things you cannot do on your own. Right. Get it as far right. as you can on your own. And if you, if you're not comfortable making a prototype at all, that's, that's fine. We can, we can talk through well, that. There's but- a- a gentleman in our group right now that you're working with that right. in our Facebook group that came to me before he actually came to Noah and them and showed me his idea. And it was phenomenal. 
And he had already done kind of a home. I don't know if it was homemade. I think he did get a 3D print of it, yeah. but. Well, he'd done a series, so he, yeah. he's he's gone through the right right mm-hmm. process. So you know, he did some stuff. He just rigged up in his garage, just out of cardboard and paper, yeah. and then he he got more and more. And sophisticated. you perfected it. You were able to get it there much quicker because he actually did those. That, first that's steps. exactly right. So he saved himself money, and he saved us a month of working with him to get him to that point. And that yeah, so that saved him money too, and then that helps you get his minimally viable product to market quicker. By the way, Tiffany, would you like to know one one example of why? I am the slightly annoying co-host. Yes. <laughs> Noah said prototype. He said everybody knows what a prototype is. When he said prototype, the very first thing I thought of was that was John Cena's first ring name in the WWE. Oh, was it? <laughs> when he was an Ohio Valley wrestling. So the eclectic nature yeah. of my financial advising and wrestling trivia. I'll tell so you, i said prototype, learned. That's the first thing I, I thought of. So Stephen's wrestling trivia show will start next <laughs> yes, week. I've learned more in the last year about wrestling and baseball than I have my whole <laughs> listen, life. Listen, my youngest Elijah and my oldest Joshua and I are a formidable team. No one can beat us when it comes because I got the old stuff and they got all the new stuff, their <laughs> encyclopedic knowledge. So we've we've covered quite a few topics. Tiffany, I want to throw it back to you, the Facebook uh, group. Uh, any other any other things you're seeing? I mean, we, we, I mean, I just saw a comment that made my whole day and it'll make Aww. yours too. It says, this is Sharon. Sharon actually came all the way from Florida to the Launchpad event that I was speaking at. No, was speaking at as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Sharon has a great product she's working on. Oh, she has another question too, but I'll wait on that. Now, let's see the comment. She said, I've decided this morning that the Tiffany Crewman show is a conservation group. You help, con- you help conserve fears, frustrations, and precious funds for novice inventors everywhere. Isn't that cool? I right. like that. Get the tissues. Yes. Right. I'll have to <laughs> hang that one on my wall. Rip that on a t-shirt. Uh, Thank go, you, Sharon. Conservation group. Oh boy. Like now he's going to do all the hashtags for hashtag it. But... <laughs> hashtag at your show. Hashtag conservation group. Hashtag recently declassified. I she also she asked one more question since we're on a question show. Should I, should proof of concept come before raising capital Ooh. for industrial design slash design or, okay, I'm not sure what the last part of that means, but. Should she raise funds before or after she has proved her concept? I think after. Yeah, I, I would say after. I think you. Um, I think it would be very challenging to raise funds without having proved the concept. Number one, I think that you you want to take, in my experience, in our experience, and speak for Don here too. You want to take it as far as you can before you start trying to raise funds. You want to put your best foot forward. So, when I think proof of concept on an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, level, I think, you know, you go to Home Depot, you buy stuff, you put stuff together. It's ugly. I don't yeah. care how ugly it is. Right. I've seen some ugly, ugly prototypes in my life, and, and, but they're some of the best ones. Are you talking about Ava? I am not talking <laughs> Ava, Ava was absolutely beautiful. Um, <laughs> but but sometimes if you look at the value of every dollar you mm-hmm. spend, you learn, you learn a lot more per dollar on those ugly early proof That's of right. concept prototypes than you do down the road. By the time you get to the point of making a trade show level prototype, you shouldn't be learning much. That's mm-hmm. just a, that's just a display. That's a pretty thing for people to look at and say, ooh, and ah, mm-hmm. and, and we'll buy it. So is proof of, con- see, I, when you said proof of concept, by the way, there's no wrestler that started out as proof of concept. When you said <laughs> proof of concept, I was thinking, look, I can show that this is a mini- minimally viable product. I can show that I've got sales. But you're mm. talking about the prototype. No. Being proof Should of it concept. even be a product? Is it functional? Okay, yeah. so that doesn't so, even work. So yeah. proof of possible. concept goes back to your number one question that you guys get asked, or the first one you mentioned, which is, can I bring this to market? Well, the the other side of that is there are many people when they come to us with ideas, they are giving us ideas that have never been done before. Sure. You mm-hmm. know, some are building on another concept. Other people come in with a brand new idea. Okay. And can, can I make this work? Yeah. Then we have to tell them, 
yeah, for $25,000, we'll put all that together and find out if it works. Right. Right. And, but you have to understand when we do that, we'll let you know if it works or not. Okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so something like Ava, that's, that's a great product. I'm sure a lot of the listeners are familiar mm-hmm. with it. it mechanically, it was it was easy to to connect the dots of how that was going to work, you know, right. from your proof of concept forward. Sometimes we get things that's it's more complicated. You know, you got this device that's going to it's a new way to train people to hit hit baseballs or yeah. whatever, and we're going to use this new kind of way to to mm-hmm. to throw the ball out. And 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 we've simulated it. We've done everything we can do, but until we put that machine, at yeah. least they, even the ugly version of the machine together, we don't absolutely right. know if it's going to work like like we think it is. And right. that, that that's a whole different kind of ball game. Great, mm-hmm. good, good, good. Okay, I like it. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick a pin in this conversation. Yeah. Except really by sticking a pin in it, I'm going to say that this is the type of conversation we want in the group to go forward even after the show is over. So bring your questions, bring your FAQ, bring your recently declassified uh, love to know, bring it to the group and ask, ask away because Noah and Don and, and other people from FSI and Tiffany and myself and others in the group, we, we just we want to create answers. We want to help each other. Uh, go through the journey from idea to minimally viable product to million dollar product, if, yeah. if not more. So, uh, but I also want to let you guys uh, point out that not only is there the Tiffany Crewman's show uh, group on Facebook, but you guys got a great website where they can get mm, some knowledge mm-hmm. and, and learn some things. So the website is productquickstart.com, correct? That's right. Fantastic. So there's a way for people to contact you guys. Uh, there's also a blog. You guys uh, use a little humor, uh, dry engineering humor at times, uh, but you also, all him. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, there's also uh, articles. There's also tons it, of information. Yeah. People yes. can learn some stuff, right? Start it, digging through their website because they're, I mean, I've looked through and it's a lot of the stuff that you ask us, you can find right there on their website yeah, right now. There may be a little too much on there, but yeah, please, please uh, <laughs> That's why please I said digging through, right? <laughs> all you got to do is read. That just takes time. So, but uh, productquickstart.com. <laughs> And there's a way for people to contact you. There's a way for them to submit. Hey, I've got an idea. And and you guys offer some, there's a little bit of free consultation. There's also a very, very economically reasonable, let's sit down if you've truly got an idea and we'll tell you our opinion of what you've got. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, the only thing I would add to that is, is when you contact us, give us a few days. Bear in mind, we get a lot of inquiries and, uh, uh, we, Especially we, now that you're partnered well, with us, Of right? course, <laughs> it's been a tenfold increase. Um, but but uh, yeah, we have a process by which uh, we'll we'll reach back out to you, kind of get a feel for where you're at, what you're trying to do, and that way we can be better prepared for when we talk to you. Love so uh, if you're calling me and saying I gotta have a product tomorrow, then then we probably can't help no, you. So uh, this this takes time, and let's let's take the time to do it right. Yep. If they want a product tomorrow, go to one of those scam websites yes. that takes their money and doesn't that's, get it, and they'll take your money and never get back. Not you guys. That's so, exactly no. right. All right. Noah Neely, Don Muntner from Product Quick Start. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Tiffany, uh, just to remind, uh, anything you want to say nope. before I do all Great the reminders? Show. Great Love show. it. Okay. So just remind everybody that uh, the, first of all, if they want to get a hold of Tiffany, they can go to Tiffany Crewmans. That's Crewmans with a K dot com. On that website, they can uh, ask questions of you. They can also, uh, uh, they can also get a link to our show, which is also on businessradiox.com. Just search the Gwinnett station. And go down there and you can see our show. You can also subscribe to the Tiffany Crewman Show uh, on iTunes or any of your podcast services that you use. Uh, and I also want to encourage everybody to go to Facebook and search Tiffany Crewman Show. 
and get get to be a part of that community because we love the fact that you listen, but we also want to hear from you. We also want to answer your questions. So for Noah and Don, for Trey and Mike, who helped produce the show, and for Tiffany, this is Stephen Julian saying we'll see you next time on the recently declassified Tiffany Crewman Show. <laughs>